Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. And welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. And Dusty, I am especially happy today with our new sponsor, New Trail Brewing. Can you guess why? Because you've uh, you taste tested New Trail Brewing before you started recording this. Boom. Boom. Well, yeah, but that's not why I'm so happy. They, I got to thank Don over at New Trail. I, uh, well wasn't real subtle in pointing out to him I was having a get-together at my house this past weekend, family and friends, and gee, wouldn't it be nice to have some great beers here? Don provided the New Trail beer, gave me a great variety of different beers. I kind of like the Lazy River Pills, it's called. It's kind of like a refreshing beer, great for these summer events. My sister-in-law, nephew, they like the, it's called the Sunrise Baltic Style Porter. It's brewed like with coffee and vanilla also. They were like just, they loved it. They took some home of that. Another one of my buddies, he went for their uh, Broken Heels, one of their more popular beers. It's a hazy IPA. Let's just put it this way. Everybody had a great time. Great beer. Give it a try next time you're out. I highly recommend it. All right, Dustin, as much as I could talk about the beer for the rest of the show, how about we talk some Penn State football? And could you believe it is already time for our season preview show? I mean, it's here now. You know, we were talking about this next week. We will be previewing an actual football game. You know, sometimes over the course of the offseason, and I'm sure as a, as a fan you're thinking the same thing, but as we're putting content together, it just feels like actual football is the furthest thing off. And now we're looking at it, we're staring right down the barrel at that season opener at Purdue, and I'm super excited about that. I think, you know, people who listen to this show and we who put this show together, it serves to build anticipation even more. You know, we've invested a lot into trying to figure out what's going to happen with this team, and we'll discuss all that in this show, but it, it really makes me anticipate the start of the season even more. You know, we know all these guys. We followed all these storylines. Now let's watch the story actually unfold. I'm looking forward to it. So am I, and I don't know about you, but I love this Thursday night game thing early because I'll be so anxious for Saturday. It's like it's like getting Christmas two days early, you know? So I love that. But before we get there, I want to do um, Dustin on this show. something. I did a bit of this with Andy last week. I'm just going to throw out some questions for you on the season we're going to reserve the end of the show for your season prediction. We'll go through the season game by game. But I've got questions for you that need to be answered. Nobody better in the world than Dustin Hawkinsmith to answer these questions that all Penn State fans have. I guess I, I want to start with this, Dustin. Last year, the defense was phenomenal. Just It was fantastic. A lot of question marks last year with the, with the offense. Defense lost so much talent. My question is, who are you more concerned about, the offense or the defense? 
I'd say probably the the defense. Um, you know, the offense, you're still asking about the offensive line, which is the foundation of everything. And every time you're questioning the foundation uh, of that unit, uh, you have to be a little bit concerned. We've been questioning the foundation of that unit for a long time. Um, I'm bullish on some of the individual components of that offensive line, which makes me, you know, really look at this defense a little bit more closely. Can't afford an injury at linebacker. You're breaking in a couple new guys there. You're going with a young guy in the middle, uh, which is never really optimal. Somebody's going to be growing on the job, and chances are, you know, Tyler Elsden's apparently the leader in that competition. Kobe King, they're both going to play. Um, and you're, you're going to have young guys there. You're having Jonathan Sutherland transition, and I'm not 100% positive about that. Curtis Jacobs is changing position to the strong side. Uh, you're you're going to have a new starter at defensive tackle. I like the bodies that they've got there. You're going to have two new starters um, at defensive end. The, the secondary, absolutely a strength, and I think you can build around that. I think the Manny Diaz philosophy and playing you know, with the togetherness of one unit can kind of help overcome some of these individual personnel issues. But there's just a lot of stuff that has to be settled. There's a lot of questions that have to be answered on that defensive line in particular and how they're going to generate pass rush. I, I like some of the raw talent they have. Uh, to get after the quarterback, but we need to see all that in game action. They need to stay healthy. Adisa Isaac, we've been. I think the coaches have been excited about him for a long time. Now's the time to show it. But I, I, I just think you know more stuff has to be settled on the defensive side, including the fact that uh, it's a first-year coordinator on the job. Definitely, that is a big question mark. Although for some reason, I have so much confidence in Manny Diaz. I, I think that was a phenomenal hire. Staying on the defensive side, though, Dustin, let's say the season is ending. When that happens, need you to make a prediction. Sutherland move to linebacker. Will be will we be saying brilliant move or disappointing experiment? Well, if if I don't have to pick one or the other, uh, I would say you there's going to be shades. I'm going to be shade. I'm going to say there's shades of gray, but I'll, I'll go more. I lean more towards brilliant because this guy is going to be a fourth time team captain. Um, kind of ill suited. I always felt like for that safety spot. I think being at, at a linebacker position where you know now suddenly he's above average when it comes to speed and quickness and stuff like that. He's also had the entire offseason to really grow into that and build into that and and um, get to get to see the field from from that angle. Um, you know, Penn State's not the first program to make this move with the, with the, a, a big safety. I think they're going to continue to do that, um, and I think it it, ob- it provides obvious advantages when it comes to coverage on on passing downs and and that kind of thing. So I think the experiment's going to work well I I just don't know if I'm you know if I'm incredibly bullish on Jonathan Sutherland the football player you know I I I think the the position is a better fit for him it can kind of maximize his strengths and minimize his weaknesses but I still don't know if we're being honest if he's a, a really good football player or not I have a feeling that it's going or maybe I'm just hopeful Dustin that it's a similar then to the Jesse Lakeda move where we were not necessarily impressed with this guy as a linebacker. He goes to defensive end and he becomes a much better player. He was better built for that position. I wonder if that's going to be the same case with Jonathan Sutherland, where 
you know, he never impressed necessarily at safety. Maybe that move to linebacker will make all the difference in the world for him. And we'll be saying at the end of the year, brilliant move. Yeah, and I think, I mean, to your point, Jesse Lucchetta, I think before last season, we were having similar conversations about him because I felt like he was a little exposed as a linebacker. His, his feet were, you know, seemed to be a little slow sometimes, maybe instinctively, you know, a step slow from there. But then you move him closer to the line of scrimmage, and it's it's that hand-to-hand combat where his raw aggression can kind of make the difference there. And you still had him as a fallback plan um, at linebacker. It worked out great. And I think for the most part, anytime James Franklin has, has made moves like this, a lot of times, Anthony Zettel, uh, Curtis Cothran, all the cornerbacks who moved to safety. There were a lot of good examples there. I mean, I think generally speaking, when they make a move like this, they have a pretty good track record of it working out, of being able to identify the right player for the right position change at the right time in their career. And I don't think there's any better time than now for Jonathan Sutherland to really get out there and have a have a career kind of year. You hope it highlights his strengths and minimizes some of the weaknesses that we saw from him. We do know he's a willing tackler. He's willing to get up into the box. We saw that as a safety and stick his nose in there. And at linebacker, that will be more prevalent. All right. One of the big questions, and I've asked this of others, you got to declare, are we bullish or bearish? On Sean Clifford for this season, Dusty. This question, I knew about this one in advance. The other ones I did not. Uh, this question uh, really made me think about whether I was ready to get off the Sean Clifford boat or not. Um, and I think I've said a lot of things that would indicate that you know my confidence is, is shaken in him for sure. You know, I think anytime you see uh, what we've seen over the past two years in particular, it will be hard to say without a shadow of a doubt that this guy is going to bust out, you know, at this stage of his career. But I still believe his best football is out there. And we've seen a bunch of examples of, of quarterbacks blooming late, just like his twin brother, Joe Burrow at LSU. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Pickett, I mean, Kenny Pickett, they loved Kenny Pickett at Pitt for years before he became the, the quarterback that, that he became. But I don't think anybody outside of Pittsburgh really saw that in him until he actually went out and did it on the field. I don't, I'm not going to project that he's going to have that kind of year, make that kind of turnaround. But I do think Sean Clifford, uh, the, the, it being a little bit more seamless transition and year two with the same coordinator, I, I think he's going to have a, a really nice year. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this again. I've been kind of beating this drum for a while. They have to do whatever it takes to limit the amount of contact he takes. Uh, whether that's minimizing the number of times they, they, they go with design runs for him, whether that is absolutely insisting that he you know bail instead of getting an extra yard on, on some of those plays, he has got to reduce the contact he takes, I think, by at least like 25%. Because in the second half of last year, starting with that Illinois game, just a completely different player when he was banged up. He can't really afford any, uh, especially that upper body injury. It really puts some serious limitations on the, on the type of player he could be. And so I think Above all else, you know, they've, they've got to re- resist the urge to run and run and run with the quarterback. Present that threat for sure. Let him do it sometimes, but instill the discipline to get down or get out of bounds. Instill the, the ability to, uh, 
you know, to give up on, on an extra yard or two, to throw the ball away. I think that's just such a big thing, as we've seen. The first half version of Sean Clifford last year, if he can hang around and be that for 12 games, he's going to be in for a big year. But it's up to him and everybody else around him to make sure that he doesn't take unnecessary contact because that was the only difference, I think, in the first half versus the second half. Sean Clifford was banged up, and it showed. And Dustin, I've talked about this so much, you know, the Sean Clifford from the first half of the year beat Auburn on the road, beat Wisconsin in the road, and was kicking Iowa's butt on the road before he got hurt. And that was with a very weak offensive line and almost no running game at all. I'm hopeful that the offensive line in the running game will help out Sean Clifford a lot more this year. If that is the case, I think the weapons are there at receiver that he will be, I will be bullish on Sean Clifford also. All right, Dusty, that's it for quarter number one. Stick around. I've got a lot more questions for Dusty. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pregame tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number two. I'm Jim Galante. I'm along with Dustin Hawkinsmith, and we're doing our season preview show. This is where I'm just asking random questions of Dusty about the season, and he will set us all straight with the answers. Not a answer, the answers to these questions. All right, Dusty, we finished segment number one talking about Sean Clifford, and 
are we bullish or bearish on Sean Clifford going into this season? I think we both are cautiously bullish on Sean Clifford. I think I we could put it that way. Now, I want you to project, as long as we're talking about Sean Clifford, I'm going to fast forward to the end of the season. Let's say the season ends successfully, but falls short of the college football playoffs. Let's say a 9 or 10 win season, going to a nice bowl game, but it's not the playoffs. And Sean Clifford is doing his Kenny Pickett imitation. Had a breakout season, but he chooses to skip the bowl game while preparing for the NFL draft. Okay? Following me so far? Yep. Who's your quarterback in that bowl game? Uh, I think it's it's got to be Christian Veyu. Um, I'd be surprised if, if it's not. Mainly because, and I've said this before, I think they're, they're going to wait as long as humanly possible to make some kind of decision between Drew Aller and Bo Perbola. And I think that's going to continue into the into the bowl season. If if Christian Bayou is healthy and Sean Clifford is not available or sitting out or whatever, you you gotta you gotta hand the keys over to him. Maybe with the plan in mind. Like I have a hard time believing both of those guys will play in more than three regular season games. Maybe with the plan in mind that you're gonna you're gonna use all three of those guys. But with Christian Bayou being the starter and getting maybe a lion's share of the reps, um, and I think we've seen before. You know, like with Trace McSorley, sort of jumping onto the scene in, in the bowl game um, where it can be a real blessing in disguise when you know a quarterback transition is ahead of you to, to have a player be able to spend the whole bowl preparation season and all those extra practices and then play in a game against a good opponent uh, in, in a game that counts. I mean, that I think there's a, a real silver lining there if you are without your starting quarterback that you can, especially in Penn State's position where somebody young is going to be the next quarterback regardless of who it is, uh, to be able to get one or I would think probably multiple guys um, practice reps, uh, valuable practice reps and, and snaps in a game. Very good. All right. Uh, who are who's your breakout player going to be this year? Uh, yeah. So I, I I was thinking and thinking about like I, I feel like you could say Nick Singleton on offense, but I I really like Olu Fashano. I've just got a really good feeling about the player that he can become when you when you see how he's being discussed. Not there's not anybody in the program who has expressed anything that be, can, can be construed as doubts about Olu Fashano. Not that I would, I would expect James Franklin to say, yeah, Olu kind of stinks, but we're going to go with him and hope he gets better. I wouldn't expect that. But you can you can kind of read between the lines when they're talking about, well, he's, he, he, he's still got some work to do. Like, nobody says any of that about him. And he, he's got sort of prototypical dimensions, liked uh, what we saw from him in, in the Outback Bowl a lot, um, filling in for Rasheed Walker. It looks like he's got the right physical tools. He moves well. You know, look, look, even looking back to some of his high school film, just a really nice looking player and kind of fits the bill of a of a multi-year starter, probably an all Big Ten guy at some point at left tackle. And this is the year I think that he really gets that underway. And if that's the case, just like you expressed in the previous quarter, you know, that's a, such a big win for the offensive line if you've got not just a, a left tackle that you can build around, but a young one that you can build around for multiple seasons. I think being able to get a hard reset at that position probably isn't such a bad thing. And I've said this before, Dustin. You talked about reading the tea leaves with uh, James Franklin and what he says about players and Fashanu specifically. I thought the biggest statement was, remember a year ago, leading into the bowl game, Rasheed Walker's not going to play. We thought, 
Landon Tangwall will be your left tackle. He had played some there, done okay, major recruit. But no, they chose Fashanu over Tangwall. That, to me, spoke volumes. Because I think all of us thought, you know what, Tangwall, and I still believe he could do the job at left tackle, but for the coaching staff seemingly so confident that this is the right permutation, Fashanu at tackle... Tengwall at guard really makes me very, very confident on that. I, I think that's a pretty good call. That's I'll give I'll tell you what, I'm even gonna give you a second pick here, Dustin, on breakout players. Let's call Fashanu your offensive breakout player. Do you have a guy on defense? I think uh, there are probably more candidates for me on defense than even there were on offense. Because um, I'm I'm a big believer in Zaki Wheatley and what he can bring to the table at that safety spot. Um, and, and they've talked so highly of his ability to defend the pass. Um, Kalen King, you know, it, it's not true, true breakout, but it'd be for his first year as a starter. I think he's, he's a good option there. The, the edge rushers, you know, looking at Chop Robinson or Denai Dennis Sutton, um, Adisa Isaac in, in some ways, but I'm going to go with Hakeem Beeman on the, on the inside there and just hearing him talk uh, recently about what a year away from football. We still have no idea what the heck happened with him, but we do know it was non-injury related and he went on some kind of personal journey. That's, that, that's the way that I would put it. Um, and it seemed to really um, up his appreciation for the game and make him play a little bit hungrier and and probably prepare a little bit harder. I think just naturally human instinct, whenever you have something you love threatened to be taken away from you, you tend to respond in this way where, where you're going to go double time. And I feel like he's a really talented player in the first place. And uh, what he brings on the inside, being able to slip past guards, he's just too quick and too explosive for so many guards. I think he can be pretty disruptive inside. I don't know yet whether that's like starting next to PJ Mustafer or he's going to, he's going to be in a reserve role or if they move him around a little bit, uh, he could be an interesting chess piece for that defensive line and be able to generate pressure. We're spending so much time talking about the defensive ends and the edge rushers. When we talk about the pass rush, you can't forget about the fact that you can bring some pass rush from the middle too. And I don't think there's a better guy on that defensive tackle uh, rotation than Hakeem Beeman in terms of getting pressure and making plays behind the line of scrimmage. So if it all looks like he's kind of found himself again, I think the physical tools are just waiting to, to bust out. You make a real good point about that uh, defensive line. You could have picked multiple guys there, the defensive ends. It's it's fascinating to me that if P.J. Mustafer, who missed half the year last year, plus you could have three guys in Akeem Beeman, Adisa Isaac, and you know Chop Robinson, who wasn't who weren't here last year. So it's almost an entirely new defensive line. I think a lot of potential, a high ceiling, but is there a low floor here also? I, I don't know. So that's going to be very fascinating to, to watch. All right, you gave us our breakout players, Dusty. How about how about our newcomers? Rookie, let's call them rookies of the year. Uh, you got any names there for us? Well, I, I just, I love Nick Singleton. And uh, I saw a headline from uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, a couple days ago saying that his unrelenting work ethic is kind of going to ensure a breakout. You know, and I think there's some meat to that in the, in the respect that 
obviously, yes, he's talented. And yes, he is sort of like a weight room marvel. But I think it just speaks to the attitude that's necessary to just plow through whatever ahead of you. And I mean that literally on the football field where I think – you know, I would describe his running style as just hungry, you know, hungry for everything, unafraid of contact, can make a guy miss. Uh, he can do prolific stuff in the open field. I think he's capable of, of sort of like the jump cuts and more explosive maneuvers in that way. But, you know, even the, the, the times where there's not a lot of flash, he just runs like it's the last time he's ever going to touch the football. And I love that about him. So I, I think he's going to take on this job and he's going to run with it. I don't think he's going to be the week one starter. I think that's probably going to happen more like, you know, week three, week four kind of thing. But I think Nick Singleton is going to have a big year on the offensive side. Um, I think he's their their best running back since probably uh, Miles Sanders. Journey Brown was starting to emerge in, in that respect, but didn't get a chance to. So I, I, I'm a big fan of Nick Singleton. Uh, I think Katron Allen's going to be tight in that rotation too. So I think, you know, adding that jolt of talent is huge to that to that backfield. So that that's my pick on the offensive side. Um, on the defensive side, deny Dennis Sutton. I'm a I'm a big believer in him too. Sort of for the same reason. You know, you saw him in the All American Bowl uh, with a with just a, a wider array of pass rush moves than I would expect from a 17 or 18 year old kid. Um, very polished as far as that goes. And I think he's got the twitch and the power. He can bend the edge. I think he's got all the stuff you want in a defensive end. He arrived late, so I'm sure he has some things to learn. But I think they're going to need him, and I think the the physical talent is great, but I think it's enhanced, just like with Nick Singleton, by the package of intangible things that he brings, too. Very, very mature, very, very strong, very hardworking, takes a very professional outlook. Like, I think when he was being recruited, he said, you know, it really doesn't matter so much what is in town or what's around, like what attractions are in the area, because He's there for business. And I think that attitude on on both of these guys' parts can enhance what's already a very impressive package of physical skills. Uh, Dustin, those are two good names, and but no offense intended, but they're pretty much the obvious answers, are they not? They are just because they're obvious does doesn't mean it's not true. You know, like I I would love to dig deeper, but I'm going for highest probability on this thing. It's it's the right answer. It's a very good answer. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the next question to allow you to go deeper. Who else among the rookies are we going to see? You know, Zane Durant, Katron Allen, anybody else from the true freshman class that you think are gonna make their presence felt? I'm not sure there's gonna be a real need for it. You know, I think those are the guys at the right positions with the right skill set. And and you know, Zane Durant's just kind of forced his way into this. Uh Katron Allen's kind of forced his way into that. He's really, I'm sure, making a, a pitch for, you know, the number two or number three job there. You could see, I mean, if you were including transfers, Hunter Norzad um is, is vying for time at guard. We'll see him a lot regardless. But in terms of true freshmen, I I don't really see you know, maybe Abdul Carter. I think the the linebacker rotation doesn't run deep enough to really rule him out, and he's a talented guy too. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, I think all the candidates you mentioned are, are high on the list. Plus Abdul Carter, I would throw in there too. Yeah, he, he's an impressive guy, and it will be interesting to see if he could hit that too deep and actually get on the field as a true freshman. And 
as usual, we're always all excited about the freshmen. We want to see them. I'm excited about Zane Durant. I, I want to see him on the field, too. That's it, Dustin, for quarter number two. I still have more questions for Dusty. Stick around for those in quarter number three. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching a game with friends, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack with four different hoppy beers the Hoppy Variety Pack is put together to easily please your whole crew. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results. Located right here in State College, we specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results. Dot com or give us a call at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number three. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Dustin Hawkinsmith. And Dustin, as we've been talking about, it's time for football. That means it's also time for tailgating. No better way than with GoPSURV.com. This is where you drive your vehicle to Happy Valley. The RV is there, set up, ready, and waiting for you. It's a great time, great weekend. And this year, Dustin... KSN is teaming up with GoPSURV to offer a really special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or the Michigan State game, and you will get $500 off your RV. If you want that deal, pick up the phone, call Mark at 800-519-8467, and tell Mark you want the KSN RV Special. That's a great deal, Dustin. It's great time. I know you've, you've been there. It's just a fun weekend, isn't it? It is. And I think, number one, you probably leave a weekend like that with at least one new Penn State fan friend. Because uh, it's kind of hard not to be in that communal environment and not. 
And then I think number two, you know, if you if you're going with a large group anyway, it's just got so much more character in my view. Not to mention some of the conveniences of getting to and from the stadium and stuff like that. Uh, but it's got a, it's just got a lot more um, memory making possibility in in my view. I've got I've got a really keen. Um, I've got a really keen feeling. I, I just, I love RVs personally, and I think it's a cool way to do it. it. It is the best line you, and you had it, Dusty. I'll give you the credit. It's a weekend of tailgating interrupted by a football game. Great way to describe it. All right, Dustin, we're doing our uh, 2022 season preview, which means me asking you questions and you giving us the perfect answers. Let's continue from where we left off. Here's my question for you. Who are we not talking about that we should be? Well, I was thinking about this, um, and we've so breathlessly talked about what feels like everybody. So I was like, man, we've talked about every, everyone. And certainly there are some guys who are going to be capable of surprising. And um, the name Zane Durant that you mentioned earlier is a pretty good one. Like, I, I think ever since spring, we haven't talked about him a whole lot when the reality is he's, he has a chance to be a really important part of this defensive tackle rotation and is clearly a very, very special athlete to be even in consideration as a true freshman who's still a hair undersized. I mean, I'm excited to see him, and I think he's going to be a valuable piece this year. And I think moving forward, he has just a really, really high ceiling. So he he will be one since the end of the spring. The coaches, the coaching staff raved about him winter and spring. But I think it's time to replenish the Zane Durant buzz. And another one that I'm personally guilty of, and I want to uh, bring this name up as Tyler Elsden uh, in that linebacker competition. There have been a lot of times where I've talked as if Kobe King winning that job is a foregone conclusion. And I don't know why that is. I just had a better feeling about him and, and being able to build around him just a little bit more physically talented for, for that job. But Tyler Elston is now the leader for that spot and he needs to be respected for, for that. And I think, you know, having that extra year of experience probably, probably helps. Um, it is a new defense and they both start on the same footing there, but just a little bit more veteran guy, uh, who maybe is, is a little ahead on the communication piece of it. Uh, and that was the indication, um, last week when, when it was mentioned that Elsden was the leader, he's going to be able to communicate uh, with that defense better. And you're going to need that with a new looking, uh, group of linebackers. And then the other one I would say with Jordan Stout gone, all, all the kickers and punters like it, it's been it's been tough because you don't hear a lot about those competitions but you know you're going to come to appreciate a good punter if you don't have one uh, right now Barney Amore the the sixth year senior transfer from Colgate is, is leading that competition they've got Alex Bichetta they've got the you know the six foot seven Gabe Nuosu is part of that and then for the for the kicking job you know looking at Sanders Sahada can he really make a push uh, to unseat Jake Pinnegar for the job. I loved what we saw from him in the blue-white game. Will they divide the the responsibilities up, have a short guy, a long guy? And then on kickoffs, too, that, uh, Alex Bichetta, his name was mentioned for that. So all three of those jobs need to be filled, and you just you, you can't overlook the importance of them, especially when you add up 
all those changes together, all the field position that Jordan Stout got you on kickoffs and punts, you know, they're, they're going to be trying to replace that. In addition to the fact that obviously with the place kicking responsibility, putting points on the board or, or missing opportunities, you know, th- those are going to be important roles. All of them. It's interesting. You talked about uh, Tyler Elsden and, if you remember, in the blue-white game, Elston wasn't available to play. He did not play. And I, and I love one of the, uh, an old saying that, you know, part of ability is availability. And I'm thinking for a guy who's battling for a position, you find a way to play, you know, unless you got a broken leg or something terrible. You get out on the field, and I... my impression was that hurt him and it led to all of us talking about King as the guy credit to Tyler Elston. He must've been really doing the job to take the lead in that position. All right, Dustin, my feeling for when, and we're going to get to your predictions for the season. We're going to go game by game next quarter, but I want to ask you what you think is the most important game of the season and I'll shape this where it's it's real easy to say, oh, playing Ohio State, you beat Ohio State, it's the big... No, they can lose that game, be 11-1 and and call it a phenomenal season. But there are games that I expect this team to win. There are games that I expect them to lose. But there's a couple games that I think the season will really turn on. I want to know which game you think that is. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people might say Auburn early um, going on the road to Michigan in mid-October is an important one. The whiteout always is, as you mentioned, Ohio State. Um, Michigan State is, is probably a pretty even opponent at the end of the year, but I don't think you can really accelerate uh, and look ahead to any of those games while taking for granted the season opener at Purdue. You know, in 2020, you lose in, in uh, dramatic fashion, and it shaped everything. I, I just feel like... That game is so important to set the tone. Um, it, it would be anyway, but the way the last two seasons have gone, the way last season ended for them, the questions that are that are now here, um, y- you got to get off to a strong start. You've got to be well prepared. You've got to be up to the challenge of slowing down that Purdue offense. Um, you know, there's so many big games after that, but if you go, if you start the season zero and one. Number one, it has a it has potential to snowball. I think we talked about that last week, the emotional hangover effect. I have my doubts whether they can avoid that again. Um, so that and you know your zero and one, it kind of lessens the importance of all the other games after it because you're already zero and one. You're uh, you have a chance maybe uh, it's going to frame that Auburn game differently in week three. You know, the, the, the possibility of starting one and two is very much alive and well because so the narrative shifts there. I just think if you come out and you're organized and you're crisp on offense and Sean Clifford looks good and the running game starts to come together, you want to talk about setting the tone for improvement in the season. I think there's no more important game than right off the bat Thursday night at Purdue, being able to answer some pretty significant questions and trying to come out of there another road game uh, to start the Big Ten schedule with a win, I think it's just it's just critical for this season. I couldn't agree more, Dusty. That game's so important. 
I believe Purdue's going to, they're looking for a big season. They haven't had a chance to lose a game yet. They're undefeated going into that game. It's a blackout game. You know it's sold out. It's national TV. You know this may be like one of the biggest audiences on TV that they've played in front of. Purdue's going to be primed and ready for this game. I think that one's going to be really, really important. This this is kind of like a KSN thing over the years, Dusty, this question, is our bold prediction. I want to remind you, our colleague, Andrew P. Shea, last week, and he's the leader in the clubhouse always as far as bold predictions go, he predicted that Penn, his bold prediction was Penn State beating Ohio State, yet still finishing the season 8-4, and four. okay? That's what you're up against for a bold prediction. Let's see what you got. Well, I'm not going to include win like team wins in this part of the show because we're going to cover that in a few minutes here. My bold predictions more go on the individual side, and I will pat myself on the back for predicting however many sacks I predicted for Arnold Ebicady last year. I think I might have predicted double digits and he got the nine and a half. But I, I believe that he was ready to make a contribution like that, and he did. Um, I think Theo Johnson leads the team in touchdown catches. He's not going to get the double digits, but he's going to be the primary red zone weapon. I got him finishing with nine touchdowns this year. I'm not sure that we're going to see a ton of volume. He might have 25 to 30 catches this year, but I think he's going to be such an inviting target in the red zone because you're not going to need a whole lot of margin for error. Uh, you get You have a lot of margin for error when you're targeting him. Looking at that pass rush, I've got five-plus sacks for three guys. Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac, and Denai Dennis Sutton. Um, that's a lot of sacks uh, ac- across the board. Five, five's not that many, but for three guys to get there would be a remarkable success story for that edge-rusher edge rotation. But I just love all three players. You know, all three of those guys have future NFL uh, player pedigrees. And I think um, they're going to need that type of production from them, and I do think they're going to get it from that group. Uh, And then I think, lastly, I've talked a lot about how much takeaway potential this defensive backfield has. I think it's the most takeaway potential of any Penn State defensive backfield since James Franklin got here in 2014. I think they are pushing 20 interceptions as a team. I think they had 13 or so last year. I think they build on that pretty significantly. You look at Marquise Wilson was, was a takeaway guy in, in high school. Tremendous ball skills. Um, Zaki Wheatley uh, was a wide receiver, and he plays like one with the balls in the air. Jair Brown had six last year. I think Joey Porter Jr., his production is going to go up. I think Kalen King has a chance to get uh, to get two or three of them. So I think that whole combination there, you've got some real turnover potential. And I'll tell you what, if you get that kind of production with sacks and that kind of production with interceptions, I think it can be a pretty successful season. And I'll tell you what I like about your multiple predictions on the defensive side of the ball, Dustin. They fit in with each other. I think Manny Diaz wants to play a very aggressive defense. He's really going to set those defensive ends loose. I think there's talent there to put pressure on the quarterback. Guess what pressure on the quarterback leads to? Interceptions. So there's a good tie-in among them. Great bold prediction. We're going to hold you to it, Dusty. We'll talk about it at the end of the season. One more quarter to go. We will get Dustin's season prediction in quarter number four. 
New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. New Trail Broken Heels is Pennsylvania's favorite local hazy IPA. This beer is smooth and full-bodied. Hand-selected citra hops lead to notes of bright clementine and juicy ruby red grapefruit. Broken Heels is perfect for a pre-game tailgate all the way through the victory celebration. It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSU RV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSU RV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results, located right here in State College. Whether it's workstation, server and network installation, problem solving and maintenance, security assessments, or general evaluations, we are your complete IT partner. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results.com. Or call us at 814-206-0000. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by New Trail Brewing Company. New Trail beers are brewed right here in central Pennsylvania and delivered fresh and cold to your favorite retailers every week. When you're in Happy Valley, be sure to find New Trail at WR Hickey and other craft beer retailers. Welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante along with Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, it's been our season preview show. We've been hitting different uh, aspects of the team very randomly. We're going to get organized here in quarter number four. We are going to look at your game-by-game analysis and predictions for the season. We will go through all of the games and we'll see where you end up at the end of this we'll get a final record for the Nittany Lions we finished last segment talking about this game let's get to it at Purdue you called this the critical game in the season it will set the tone for everything else it's next Thursday not in a couple days but a week from then uh, Thursday night game Purdue will be excited to be hosting Penn State what do you see for the opener I, I do see Penn State winning this game, and I, I I think everybody respects Purdue and respects Jeff Brom and what Aiden McConnell can do, and he's a veteran quarterback. But you can't, on one hand, offer all kinds of praise for Aiden McConnell, and then on the other, just forget that Penn State also has a veteran quarterback who should at le- at a bare minimum for Week One run a pretty steady ship on the road and not really be phased by that environment or, you know, season opener jitters or anything like that. I think having that is a bit of an ace up Penn State sleeve too. And just, 
you know, all this talk about Aiden McConnell, I think Sean Clifford, yeah, it's an important game for him and it's a tone setter for him, but I think he's going to do a good job. I'm still bullish on the run game. I think Penn State, you know, 1 through 85 has a lot more talent than pretty much every team in the Big Ten except for Ohio State. And I think they're pretty much on par with Michigan. So, I, you know, I like the talent to win out. I like how, how they performed last year. And I think, obviously, you replace um, Brent Pry with Manny Diaz. So you have a, a wild card there. But um, they, they, show, they, they put in the work. They did the work. They were prepared. They had a good game plan to beat Wisconsin. Things didn't go all that great on the offensive side of the ball, but the defense was so good um, that they were able to win. Um, I think I think you're going to have one of those units step up and uh, and and win this game for Penn State. And I, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's the offense. To be honest with you. All right. So we've got Penn State one and zero after Purdue. Next week they play Ohio. Unless you tell me differently, I'm just going to call it a win. Call them Nittany Lions 2-0 and and move on. Yeah, the only thing I would add, I, I feel like this is a really important juncture to for James Franklin to put his money where his mouth is and get young guys repetitions in this game. I think this is this is the game uh, uh, among all games where Penn State could really benefit from getting off to a fast start and getting some, some other guys in the game. Then we come to week three at Auburn, a game that Dusty and I are going to be at. That's an interesting game. You get a Southeast Conference team. A year ago, Auburn came to Penn State. A lot of excitement in the Happy Valley for it. It'll be interesting to see what the response is. Auburn, a lot going on with that team. What do you see there? Well, as 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 uh, divided as people seem to be and as, as rabid as they are, whether you're for Brian Harson or not for Brian Harson, the, the crowd always shows up down there. And so I think that's just the ultimate wild card is what that crowd's going to be like. And I think, you know, there's a little bit of extra incentive in the SEC for, for any team really, but for Penn state to come in there with a reputation that they have for the whiteout and having put Auburn through the whiteout last year, I think those fans are going to be really, really lively and wanting to show like, you know what, we've got a crowd too. And you guys are going to have to go through what, what Auburn did last year. So I think that the fan element is going to be really important here. I, I just think in, in terms of, of playing style, like I just don't know if Auburn is dynamic enough um, to really be um, a heavy favorite in any way. Like, I'm not sure about their quarterback play, you know, obviously tank Bigsby is, is a, is a, a factor. And, you know, you saw sec talent was apparent in that group last year, but you know, I think Penn State has recruited at least as well as Auburn. Like, I don't think SEC talent um, is going to dwarf Penn State by any means. I just think Penn State is a more known commodity on the offensive side of the ball with the playmakers that they've got and the quarterback that they've got. You just got to – it's going to be maybe the biggest test. It's obviously the biggest early test for that Penn State offensive line to hold back, you know, some of those talented Auburn D linemen. But – I've got Penn State winning this game. I, I, I'm just not sold that that Auburn is a really, really good team and that the home environment for them is, is going to uh, automatically win the, them the game or anything. Um, you know, ob- And obviously, if you win Purdue and you win Auburn, it's going to shape the season. And that's honestly how I see the early season going. And that puts them at 3-0. and And I think Auburn, I don't think they have any tests prior to this, so this will be their first big game. Um, the following week, it's versus Central Michigan. 
Dustin, I'm going to put that down as a win unless you're looking to make another really bold prediction. This this will be an interesting not. one. Yeah, I mean, the, this this team went 9 and 4. Jim McElwain, who coached the Florida is leading this team. The coaching's good. Uh but again, I mean, I don't know if they're as good as, you know, I think they've lost more than they've gained. I think they're going to come back to earth a little bit from nine and four. And I think just in general, Penn state with that talent, it's just, you know, the emotional part of, of Auburn and and what goes into making that sec road trip and what it's going to take to win that game is kind of a wild card, but I just don't, I, I don't think there's a big enough threat. I think this is a, a game that could be, seven nothing late into the second quarter or something like that before Penn State seizes control. It's not gonna be all smooth sailing, but in the end, talent wins over sixty minutes. All right. Let's make sure we get through all of these the following week. Dustin, we have Northwestern at home. Northwestern could be a crazy team. What what do you see there? Uh same to you. I I don't I don't think they're much of a threat, but just when you say that, that's when they rattle off seven wins in a row and beat a uh, beat a couple ranked teams. So you never know what you're going to get from Northwestern. I think no matter what kind of Northwestern team shows up, Penn State's just better. Okay, we've got Penn State at 5 and 0. This is where the schedule gets tough, gets very interesting. They're at Michigan. Yeah, I think um I think Penn State is as talented as Michigan. I'm not sure if they've got really, you know, a great answer at quarterback, but what they do have is a formula that's probably going to be effective against this Penn State team on both sides of the ball. They're going to be super physical and try to run it down Penn State's throat and be committed to that. That's problematic, I think, for the way this team is made up. And I think defensively, you know, they just got talented guys and and they take pride in in winning those matchups. It's going to be tough for the Penn State O-line. That, I think, is their first loss of the season there. Even a few years ago with very successful seasons, it seemed like it was such a huge difference playing Michigan at home or in Ann Arbor. They struggled in Ann Arbor. Following week, back home, it's Minnesota. It's the whiteout game. That in any other year, I'd say, uh-oh, that's that terrible tweener game between Michigan and Ohio State. I think it really helps that that's going to be a whiteout game. Yeah, and I think the, the more I look at it, the more I think this is kind of a blessing in disguise, that Minnesota is a quality enough team sandwiched between uh, Michigan and Ohio State. They might need a little bit of a jolt, depending on how the how the previous game goes against Michigan. I think that whiteout and the talent gap are, are too much. I think Penn State wins that one. Uh, I don't think it's a blowout or anything, but then I don't think... I, I really hope they're not trying to build this into the Kirk Sharaka game, but I'm sure that storyline will be out there. Uh, but I, I think Penn State's just too much for them. I I, I agree with you, and uh, I also agree with you about not turning it into the Kirk Sharaka game. I, I don't want to hear that. All right, the following week, it's home to Ohio State. It's it's tough to predict a win. I I, I think Penn State deserves credit for um, giving Ohio State a game every single year and uh, having the type of team that doesn't shy away from them. They rise to the level that Ohio State is, but I just think um, there's just too much. You look at C.J. Stroud and Trevion Henderson, that duo and that and that group of wide receivers. I mean, I just don't think that Penn State can score enough points to to hang with them. And I don't think they have the the right kind of talent defensively to control both the running game and the passing game. I think Penn State's going to hang in, but it ultimately just doesn't have enough there. All right, we got the Nittany Lions at six and two, going on the road at Indiana. Two years ago, as you mentioned, it was their opener and was a loss. Last year, Indiana really came back down the earth. 
who's the real Indiana this year, Dusty? I mean, it's somewhere in in between there. But again, I mean, I, I don't care that they're going on the road. The fact that they're playing Ohio State first it kind of poses a threat to how ready they are for this one. But um, Penn State's just too just too much talent there. It would take it would take a pretty ba- bad misstep to lose that game. I think. Then it's home to Maryland, team with a pretty dynamic quarterback. Yeah, these these guys. I mean, it's it's tough to project, and I th- I, I love Talia Tungavailoa. I think he's been a really good quarterback for them. He's sliced and diced this defense before, uh, but this stage of the year, I think Maryland's going to be unraveling a little bit at that point. We've seen it time and time again. It's good to catch them pretty late. It's good to catch them at home. I love their their quarterback and wide receivers, but. Um, I think depth and talent win the day. I think they win this one. I think winning at Rutgers uh, on the road, not a foregone conclusion or anything, but I think that's a pretty solid wager as well, which makes them 9-2 and two going in their last game of the season at Michigan State. That's a team that could come back down to earth also. Uh, but I, I, I really like Mel Tucker. I really like the brand of football that, that they play. I think they have an identity. They have an approach. They, ha- they have an idea of what they're trying to do. And playing at home at the end of the season, I got Michigan State winning that game, but um, it's more of a coin flip in my eyes. Like my, I predict 9-3 and three for this team for the season, and I pretty much have them beating every team that they should beat, which is kind of dangerous. But I do think that... Um, a, I'm, I'm just bullish on the team in general. I think the formula that they've got can work. Um, and I think they can, they can sneak out a win against Michigan State. So if they stumble against a Minnesota or if they stumble against Auburn, I still think 9-3 and three is in play. Uh, I'm just not buying the doom and gloom part of it, even though they were 7-6 and six last year, even though they're 11-11 11 11 over the last two years. I think nine wins in the regular season is a legitimate possibility. I think so, and I believe the over/under on wins for the team for this season was eight and a half, which leads to this, Dustin, nine and three. Is that a good season for where they're coming from and where they're trying to go? And the fact that you know, 2022 and 2023 are recruiting classes that can bring them back in terms of roster talent and depth and experience. This is almost like a bridge year in some positions. Like next year, they're going to have, they're going to be a lot more experienced in some key spots, obviously replacing the quarterback, but they're recruiting so well that, that, that talent is going to be making its way through. So I think nine and three is absolutely a success and you can see them building on that going forward. All right, Dustin, that is it. We have you down for 8-3 and three on the season. And in another week, we're going to be doing a Purdue preview. I can't wait for that, Dustin. All right, that is it for our show. Thank you so much, Dustin. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us again next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. New Trail Brewing Company proudly crafts their beers right here in central Pennsylvania. Brewed with only the best possible ingredients, New Trail produces a variety of year-round brands as well as weekly experimental recipes. And next time you're watching a game with friends, pick up the New Trail Hoppy Variety Pack. With four different hoppy beers, the Hoppy Variety Pack is put together to easily please your whole crew. 
It's that time again for football and tailgating, and no better way than with Go PSURV. Drive your vehicle to Happy Valley and have an RV set up and waiting for you. And this year, KSN is teaming up with Go PSURV to offer a special deal. Be the first to reserve the KSN special for the Ohio, Central Michigan, Northwestern, Maryland, or Michigan State game, and you'll get $500 off your RV. Call Mark at 800-519-8467 and tell him you want the KSN RV special. StateCollege.com is your one-stop source for news, sports, opinion, entertainment, and community events. Over a decade of experience covering the Nittany Lions from reporter Ben Jones. Lively commentary from columnist Mike Porman and others. Local perspective, local expertise, local information from Penn State's hometown website, StateCollege.com. Trust StateCollege.com for daily coverage of the school, team, and place you love. We are Tech Results. Located right here in State College, we specialize in providing assistance with many third-party software suites. Our clients include doctor's offices, lawyers, construction companies, and even hairdressers. We provide help with their industry-specific software. Learn more at TechResults.com. That's T-E-K Results. Dot com or give us a call at 814-206-0000.